Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Joy Cardine, and I'd like to introduce Albert Bryan, running for the Madison Metropolitan School Board, Seat 4. As we begin, I'd like to give you an opening statement as to your educational, vocational, and civic experience that you have which qualifies you for this office and why you are running for the Madison Metropolitan School Board. Well, good morning. Thank you for the opportunity. I, um, my, my background is a little bit unique. I'm a physician, semi-retired, native of Madison. My grade school was the Lincoln School on Gorham Street. My son went to the Lincoln uh, uh, Southside School, Lincoln Midvale pair for six years. And seven of us went to West High, and another six are in the pipe for West High. So we're Madison people. And um, my background is uh, I practiced Madison, practiced in Madison for 20 years, in Moscow, Russia for 10 years, in, uh, with the Army of, uh, with, with the U.S. Army in Germany and Iraq for another six. And um, so finally I'm here. And the main reason I'm running, though, is because of concern about the wide achievement gap in, in reading. Um, it takes a whole village, in my opinion, to raise a child. And that means mother and school and environment and neighborhood. And um, a major shortcoming of our village is the lack of attention during the first three to five years in some areas, particularly the kids that are having trouble with reading. Um, <clears throat> Five-year-old who arrives at school with 600-word vocabulary doesn't close the gap between himself and the child with 3,000 words just by sitting one chair away. And this is what the board thought through the year. 30 years ago, and, but it doesn't happen. The gap gets wider. The brain is more plastic during the first three years than it ever will be again, and this is why preschools, Montessori school, the one city school, why they work. Such schools should be given every chance to help a child identify with his house, his block, his neighborhood school, his district, uh, high school, and his community, and in this way the child will come to feel he has a home, a hometown, where he someplace where he belongs. The first question I have is on the achievement gap. The achievement gap between white students and students of color is a chronic problem that MMSD has struggled with for a long time. What of the superintendent's priorities for narrowing the gap do you support, and what do you believe should be the board's priorities? Well, I think I'll start with the first one. I think the board's priorities should be for keeping the youngest children preschoolers and the uh, K through 5, as close to the neighborhood as they can, because that's where they're more familiar. But to put them, uh, 5 to 10-year-old children, in a bus and take them to a strange part of town where there's, in a class, where much of the material is stranger to him than to others in the class, this, this disrupts his sense, his, the natural progression of a sense of belonging is disrupted. Now, Forced busing brings about diversity, and this is good and desirable. But does this diversity at age eight compensate for falling behind in reading at grade level, for feeling doubly like he doesn't belong, and for entering into the at-risk-for-not-graduating list? For too many, it doesn't. Many quit school, find their support on the street. 
a personalized pathways program is being implemented and promoted in the MMSD as one way to open educational opportunities for students of color and to help close the achievement gap. What do you see as the strengths and weaknesses of the program as it's currently structured? I may not understand it right, but I understood that this was a high school-based program, and that is a little late in my way of thinking to try and make up for the gap that starts in childhood, young childhood. And it's very difficult to make up for that gap as a senior when you've already kind of given up and opted out of uh, schools and teachers and things like that. Staff use of racial slurs has recently emerged as a significant personnel issue in the Madison schools. How should this issue be addressed throughout the district? Well, I would uh, hope that teachers were a little aware of the sensitivities and, and automatically stay away from things that they know are going to upset some people. Uh, you can call it history, you can call it whatever you want, but if they're going to upset some people, don't do it on purpose. And the, uh, the dealing with people who are acting out, with, with youngsters who are acting out and start screaming and yelling and disrupting the class, that's a different problem. But to swear at them that is not, not going to work, not going to help at all. School safety is a hot-button issue across the country. How do you look at the issue of school safety, and what is the school board's role in addressing it? Well, um, I, I, I think that for now, it, it's a good idea to have a policeman in the high schools to calm down everybody and make them feel comfortable. Otherwise, people are going to feel uncomfortable at this time. In the last few years, we've had so many disasters that uh, I think that a calming influence, meaning to me an officer uh, in uniform, handy to the teachers, uh, w would be helpful and is, is appropriate. What do you identify as the biggest budget issues for the school district in 2019? And going forward, how do you propose the board address them? I think the big issue is, for me, it's trying to get instructions as close to the neighborhoods where, where the little kids are living as possible. This means reducing the busing, opening neighborhood grade, school, grade schools. For instance, in the Allied Drive area, a school has long been indicated. Other schools were closed because they were thought to be too small, such as the one, the Hoyt School and the Dudgeon School and the Odana School. They could be opened. On a, on a small school basis and reduce the busing uh, commensurately. Not, not that I'm in favor of doing away with busing altogether, but at least make it optional and reduce it as possible, as much as possible. How do you envision keeping up with multiple constituencies, including students, parents, teachers, administrators, and the taxpayers who are not part of these other groups but to whom you must answer? Well, I, you're, you're possibly saying that the school board member is a buffer between what's happening and, and everybody else who wants to know uh, why. And uh, one can just do the best he can as far as uh, answering questions uh, because everybody has a right to call the school board and try and get the answers um, without being 
without being cut off too quickly. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete the interview? Oh, I have two other interests which I'd like to share. Um, one is that uh, is a foreign language exposure. My older three kids graduated from West and then took another year of high school overseas, two in France and one in Germany. And it was such a remarkable thing that practically the world is their oyster, ever has been ever since. The other thing that interests me is addiction medicine, which I do part-time, and the development of the teenage brain um, is, a, is, is a prominent thing, and I'd like to take part in some of the health classes. In parting, I'd say that if we can do a little better on closings and pairings such that we could bring the schools to the neighborhood and, and, and ha as far as little kids are concerned so we wouldn't have to bust away the little kids. I see people who living in apartments now. They, are, they want a, a couple wants to get to a house and get a family going, and where do they look? Do they look first for... A, for a place that has pairing of, the, of, their, of their little kids away from the neighborhood? No. They look for a place that doesn't have pairing, that has a neighborhood school, because they're going to settle down there for a long period of time and raise a family. So I would hope that we could uh, at least make the pairing areas uh, optional so that people won't feel like they have to leave Madison as they do. Madison's population has stayed the same, whereas the, uh, the populations of, uh, of Wanakee and Middleton and Verona have just mushroomed. Well, I want to thank Albert Bryan for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us. Hey! <laughs>